I wonder when you last experienced a truly anticlimactic event. It might have been a sporting event that didn't go down the way that you'd hoped, or an ending to a film or a TV series that didn't go the way that you were expecting it to, or even the personal experience in your work or social life of putting huge energy into planning an event which then either because of COVID or for another reason was cancelled and didn't go, or it just didn't go down as well as you'd hoped it would. Over the years of Christian ministry, I can think of services I've prepared or sermons that I've planned that I was really, really happy with and looking forward to. And then either hardly anybody showed up to the service itself or the sermon which I thought was brilliant turned out to not actually be that good after all. In today's gospel reading, Simon Peter experiences an anticlimax. As we saw last Sunday, he just had a divine eureka moment, confessing that Jesus was the Messiah. But now, what Jesus says next leaves him cold and jarred instead. So as we explore these words together, which provoked such a negative reaction from Peter. I wonder what we might learn for our own lives. What might it mean for us to walk with Jesus today, to take up our cross, as the passage says, and follow him? As I described last week, this 16th chapter in Matthew is the turning point. Hinging on Peter's confession of faith, From this point forward, Jesus immediately begins to prepare his disciples for his crucifixion. They have discovered that he is the Son of God. And now Jesus must prepare them for all that that means, for the brutal way in which the story must come to an end. But for Peter, this is not what he wants to hear at all. In fact, from the perspective of Peter's Jewish worldview, What Jesus is saying is a complete anathema. In Peter's mind and the minds of many first century Jews, the Messiah was supposed to be a triumphant figure, a victorious figure, not a suffering, sacrificial one. Peter doesn't want to lose his friend, his teacher, his new master. In fact, he doesn't want to lose full stop. And so, Having rebuked Peter, Jesus goes on to paint a picture of the kind of followers that he's looking to cultivate, the kind of people who will be able to join him in what he's doing, reflecting his own divine calling. You see, Jesus is painting a new picture of what God is like, and therefore what God's people should look like. The triumphalism and violent domination of the past will be replaced by selfless service and uncontrolling love. The Messiah, and therefore his followers, will not cut the figure of victory, but of sacrifice instead. Paul, in our first reading, which was from Romans, develops this picture a little further, in something that could be akin to a kind of code of conduct for the early church. Let love be genuine, he writes, outdo one another with showing honour. 
be patient in suffering, and extend hospitality to strangers. In other words, to be a Christian is to be an extension of Jesus' earthly ministry. In our words and our actions, to pour out the same sacrificial, uncontrolling love to others. Choosing to give in the same way as Jesus, whether we feel people deserve it or not. After all, this is what grace is. This is the way of the cross. Living gracefully means putting aside our own ego in order to truly love those who are in front of us, who we might otherwise be unable to see. It means putting aside our own plans in order to participate in God's plans instead. It means, for instance, that no matter how many people show up to that special service that you'd spent all week preparing, or how many people nod along with your sermon, because the handful of people who came, or the one person who might really need to hear it, will be right in front of you. I wonder how else, like Peter, we might need to get out of the way of ourselves in order to allow Christ to minister through us. The great Christian author C.S. Lewis puts this same point across passionately when he writes this. Give up yourself and you will find your real self. Lose your life and you will find it. Look for yourself and you'll find in the long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin and decay. But look for Christ and you'll find him and with him everything else thrown in. So, as Christ's people today, may we be those who lose ourselves in order to find ourselves who put our own ego to one side in order to more truly love others, who rather than judgment choose grace, who rather than power choose service, and rather than self-preservation choose sacrifice. Amen.